It's it's an honor to be a member of the Bitchopedia family. I'm so fucking glad to have you. Click, click, click. I'm only drinking water. Should I change it to wine? Yes. You're supposed to cheers with water. Well, I thought you weren't supposed to. I thought it was like if you didn't look at the person's bad luck or something. That too. Oh, I missed the cheers. You're basically fuck me, right? So is that so? Yeah, sorry, Dustin. Your life sucks. You're not part of the cheers anymore. That's all good. I mentioned how he was going to be seeing patients. Oh, yeah. Or seeing people. Clients. 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 Yeah. Clients. Terminology. Yeah. He's, he always keeps me in check. I don't know all the right words, though, so I'm learning still. That's right. Well, the rest Yeah. Of them, you have to say guess. Yes. Guess. Which guess, is, right. My head, so now... It like bothers me. What do they usually say? Like customers? Yeah, which is a frown upon term. You know, yeah. it makes them sound like they're just consumers, which I mean they literally are, but literally they are. just want to make it seem literally. Like. Deadass. Okay, so hi, welcome to tonight's episode of Bitchopedia. I have with me Destin coming back from the gaslighting episode, my best friend Nessie and her friend. Here I say best friend, maybe the only person she loves more than me, Chris. Hello, hello, hello. I, it's an honor to be loved more than Becca, which is, I, it's saying something I mean, big, I guess. Saying something. Um, to be honest, I'm like, you're rubbing salt in the wound, but really it's an impressive feat. So I'll let you have it. Because Becca is basically my other girlfriend. I'm pretty high up there. Gotcha, oh, yeah. gotcha. And her actual girlfriend, I forgot about her too. Like, <laughs> but like me and you really, we know that we're the one. Yeah, so, she's in the way of our love. Exactly. And we know that. And she knows that. Okay, so Destin was telling me earlier that you, and I know I was trying to think of what um, major you were doing whenever we last spoke about it. And I was like, did he change his majors a lot? And you had settled on. Well, I got, I changed my major about seven times in undergrad. And I ended in human resource management. I started in chemical engineering and then I was biology for a second. And then I just kind of skipped around a bunch and ended up in business with HR. And then now I'm getting my master's in counseling. Yay. And, okay. So, cause I knew that I remember whenever she said, I was like, wait, did he change his major a lot or am I making that up? So I'm glad that you settled on something. And I know that everyone else relates to this struggle because I changed, I want to say three or four times maybe just three times, and I was at the point, like, I'm, I was like, I'm basically a junior, I have to make up my mind, you know, and decide what the fuck I'm going to do, so you understand the pressure of having to decide something, so how many years were you in college? I, I graduated in the eight semesters, so I was only there four years, which was great, um, because I just kind of was pretty quick to take classes for the majors, so yeah. I didn't like dawdle around to take my chemical engineering classes until it was too late. So yeah. like I kind of knew by my like third semester that I needed to switch my major. So I had kind of a good heads up, which was nice. I love that. And I was the same way whenever I did um, interior design, we talked to the advisor or whatever. And she was like, you know, usually after a semester, they know. And I was like, okay. And I did a semester and I was like, fuck this and I did I got right out of there so I was the same way really like I took once I didn't take more than one semester of some bullshit I didn't like because I ain't wasting their time literally yeah and it was like kind of crappy too though because like I feel like when I went into college like I had this expectation of like 
becoming an engineer and like that was like what I'd always said I was going to do and there was like so much like pressure I think from myself of like oh I've already I've always said I needed to do this I have to make sure I actually do it you know and so like it was a pain to switch majors and stuff yeah yeah so did you feel like you were disappointing like did your family have expectations of what you were going to be no luckily my family's always been pretty cool um about kind of you can do whatever you want to do um but I'd say it was definitely more of like an internalized dialogue of like my expectation of my future was that I was going to become an engineer and I was going to do this and then it's hard when you're kind of faced with the reality and it doesn't meet your expectations that kind of cognitive dissonance you know yeah like self-punishment basically you were punished yeah 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 my parents don't put a pressure on me to do anything specific but my mom has said the word benefits so many times that I literally fucking twitch when I like I cannot take (laughs) I cannot and I don't know me and Dustin were talking about this today about how like our because she we are in different fuck off fuck off she's been learning my accent for too long so she's a fucking make fun our um, now she's distracting me. I'm sorry. Our our niece. You sounded like a pirate. <laughs> what did you say? You sound like a pirate. You sounded like a pirate. Oh, it's funny because he doesn't understand accents very well and have to translate for him sometimes. Oh, yeah. okay. And your accent's thick to someone who doesn't live in the okay, state. Right. She did used to say that she was the Becca translator. She yeah. would have to like be- watch the Becca wash. Yeah, literally. Our old manager would be like, what did she just say? And I was like, hold on, let me Becca scrub it. Like, <laughs> Becca scrub it. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me process what she said. She's like, oh, okay. R. She said R. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But, and I've been drinking, so it's a million times worse. But we're having a good time. Whatever. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Anyways, speaking of podcasts. Speaking of podcasts, we should start one. <laughs> That's such a great idea, guys. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. That would be so weird. I feel like it would be really good. Um, no, but okay, so you changed your major a lot. You got, you finally decided on counseling. Is that the same thing as therapy? Because you said you didn't know about well, therapy. Is that not the same? Right. So the T is that like therapy and like a therapist is a really broad term. Mm-hmm. And that could be a psychologist. It could be a counselor. It could be a social worker. Um any kind of like mental health professional that does talk therapy would be a therapist. So like therapist isn't their help. Right, right. But therapist isn't basically like a degree, like you don't go to school for therapy, like you do psychology counseling or social work. I got you. The counseling is it focuses on what? So the big difference between like psychology and counseling is that psychology is a lot more medical model. So they focus on curing things and diagnosing and very sciencey. Like you go to see a psychologist to get assessments done so that you can get diagnosed so that you can get medicated or whatever. Right. Um, and, so, and some psychologists do do talk therapy, um, but counseling on the other hand is more wellness model of like, let's talk about it. Like we don't need to like diagnose it necessarily. And that right. also depends counselor to counselor, you know? Right. But you're not necessarily trying to fix a problem. You're just kind of kind of trying to fix like help overall. Right. The whole kind of basics of counseling is kind of a positive regard for your client and to help them gain insight into their patterns of thinking and how they're kind of feeling so they can be more in touch with that and 
behave more rationally and more informed, in my opinion. Okay, I love that. So one thing that I know I talked to my therapist about was like, she, because I don't know what it is, but I have this thing where people just want to pour their lives out to me. I don't know, it might be my like power. But everyone who meets me just wants to tell me. So we ended up like talking me and my therapist for like 30 minutes over our hour long session because she was like, I don't even usually do this. But, like, I need to tell you about my life. And I was like, go bitch, let's talk. So she started telling me about like her divorce and all this stuff and how she, because I would tell her the same advice that she mm-hmm. had just given me. And she's like, okay, shut the fuck up, basically, you know? And it's like, she knows all yeah. this stuff. So do you find it hard to apply? the stuff that you tell people in your life like do you live Um, by the same rules that you tell other people to live by sure I mean I think I I try to um I like choice theory a lot um which basically is just like you can only control it's it's this theory of counseling in which you can you acknowledge that you can only control your own actions and that it's literally impossible for you to control anyone else's and the problem is that people get upset when you aren't getting what you want, which a lot of times is changing how other people act. And so you kind of have the choice of you can either change what you want or change what you're doing. And if not, then you're going to keep getting the same result. So I do try and use that on myself. Um, but to say like, oh, I take my own advice and I'm a very well person and I'm always mentally fit and whatever is is not true. But I, and, and I think that, you know, like, I, I mean, I and, and it's no, it's really not. And it's really funny too, because when I got into this counseling program, I was surprised by the amount of mentally ill people in this program. Like, oh, that's every, the day is like the craziest people are the ones that go out and help them. It really, but, it really is. Oh, have you, I'm sorry, you glitched for a second. Have you, or do you struggle with mental illness or have you in the past? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've always like struggled, um, excuse me since I was like probably around 10 or so um with like depression all that other kind of stuff and then later into college I started getting kind of anxious because I had a traumatic experience um and I mean I definitely struggle with like depression and I'm currently in counseling and and I'll probably be in counseling for my whole life you know because I think that it's important and I think that I've learned about myself is that I'm a big softy and a big baby and I have a lot of feelings. So, and that's kind of hard when a lot of people are just kind of mean for no reason, you know? So that's your trauma. But yeah, that, that's my tea. What about you? Mainly um, daddy issues and abandonment issues. Love that. Okay. <laughs> still pending. Still pending. Her trauma <laughs> is loading. She's yeah. still figuring it out. Do you yeah, come to you for like free counseling? Do they come to you for advice more? I, no, I wouldn't say more. I feel like I've always been ever all of my friends' counselors, so nothing has really changed right. except I think I actually help them less now, which is funny. Weird. Because I because I think like I noticed, and I don't know, maybe it's placebo effect, but like I noticed that once I like took like my techniques class and learned how to counsel like a lot of counseling, you're not supposed to give advice. Like there's no advice giving. And I find that I was getting worse at just giving advice to my friends or like, how do I even talk to them? Like, ugh, like, I don't know what to say without right. using my counseling skills, you know? Right. Oh, that's so, so, okay. So 
that's another thing, I guess with therapy in general, you're saying it's different, but the same, but they don't do specifics and they basically tell you like all the answers, like my six-year-old said, all the answers are already inside you. You basically just have to dig to it. And that's what me and Destin were talking about earlier, of like peeling back the layers of the onion. Like as yeah. soon as you think you get to an answer, ask another question and like right. keep digging from there so you can get to the root of whatever's gone awry. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. Is you kind of start with like the, the skills are like you paraphrase. So like you kind of repeat back to them what they're saying so that they can kind of hear it. And then you'll reflect feeling and it's like, okay, so like you're feeling blank, blah, 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 blah about this. Did I hear that right? And then once y'all kind of talk about the feeling a little bit more, you go deeper into meaning. So it's you're feeling blank because you really value this. And then once you attach a feeling to a meaning, then people are able to rationalize that feeling and not have so much upset in their brain about it is kind of the theory. That is genius. Yeah. It it sounds pretty good to me. I mean, I think it works. Counseling's still around, so must be doing like, something right. They might be onto something. As some as your one of your best friends, yeah, someone who does go to has gone to you for advice for <laughs> however fucking long with right. your friends. I think once you I did notice a shift in well you and as a person in general, you definitely, but we talked about that whenever you started going through the counseling program and everything and you like were like noticing a shift in yourself because you started like, I guess, like seeing things differently and evaluating situations differently. And yeah. okay, can you grab me a beer, Um. Anyways, but I noticed the shift because like you said, it's like went from more like um, tough love advice like thank you to like evaluating a situation or whatever and like approaching it differently but I like the approach now because like you said it's more wellness and a lot of times it's like or for me personally it's at least it's like I don't sometimes it's not that I need the advice sometimes I need you to be like hey but why like what's what you know are you really looking at it the right way you know I mean like look within or right. why are you feeling like this in the first place you know what I mean like you could get advice all day long but you need the advice because something's wrong. What's the problem? You know what I mean? Yeah. So right. I know that she is that anyway. Exactly. But, but also Chris is just amazing at like communicating. He's very good with words and um, like communicating his thoughts and articulating. That's what you were saying. That's what made it. That was the conversation earlier that you said you were talking about how well he communicates. And I was like, we should have him on the fucking podcast mm -hmm. because last week, uh, Maddie, who you know, was on the podcast, and we were talking about the importance of communication and how once I learned, which granted, she had things she had to work on too, about trying not to react so defensively, but mm -hmm. also on my end, I worked on my communication with her to be like, now I know, not without walking on eggshells, because you don't want that either, you know, right. but I've learned to communicate with her in a way that now she doesn't have her fucking guard up the second that I come to her. You know, and it is a big thing of like learning to communicate and knowing how to communicate with people is important. And you can give tips, I assume. You have tips. Yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, I can only speak to my own experiences, but I do think kind of like building off of what Dustin was saying that I think since being in this program and learning active listening skills has helped a lot. So 
counselors whole job is to listen you know like we're kind of just there to sit there and you talk at us and you do all the work so being able to like you're like minimal encouragers so like nodding when somebody's talking or like a uh-huh if they're saying a lot stuff like that definitely helps i also think that <clears throat> it's important and kind of difficult but very important for people to think a little bit before they speak because i think so many times people just spit stuff out and i think that by choosing your words like, right yeah. right right you know and it's super easy because you have an opinion and you want to just spit it out right there because it's hot and that's what's important to you but i think it's also really important to acknowledge that by kind of brewing your opinion a little yeah. bit more yeah. you know marinating in it yeah you, i think you can get a little bit more insight into what you're saying and not just your first snap reaction that's very true and you know what's funny i do that specifically with one of my friends who i'm dying to get on here she is she would be the other end she does she's all about the psychology and the like scientific part of it which oh, cool. is where like my like virgo brain goes to but um i found myself a lot with her I, don't, I tell her, I joke with her and tell her, I think in a past life, I was her mother. Like, I feel like she's my yeah. child and I'm very delicate with her without like enabling her. So I don't want to hurt her. It's not necessarily that I think she's fragile, but it's like, I'm not going to say this mean to you because it's not going to get any, you know, the tough love does not work with her. So I guess I realized that. So she, I really make an effort to be like, okay, when she tells me things, I sit and I listen quietly. I say, okay, okay. And then... It happened the other day, and then 10 minutes later, I texted her and was like, hey, I thought about it. I have something if you want to hear it. I don't know if you're looking for advice. That's something like you said. Sometimes you're not looking for advice. It's like, I don't know if you're looking for advice. If you want it, I got it. I had to think about what I wanted to say first, but I'm there if you want it. She was like, okay, like, I love to hear it. And I told her, and that, you know, waiting a second, because what I, it was about her ex-boyfriend slash current boyfriend. So... Yeah. It was a delicate situation anyway, you know, and I yeah. have to be very careful about how I communicate because she's one of those who will go back into her shell and disappear. And I'll, you know, I'll have yeah. to wait till she puts her head back out again and be like, hey, I'm there. <laughs> you know, like you have to be careful with yeah. how you talk to. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I think you can't take like a universal approach to confrontation or to talking to people. You know, I think everyone has different needs and different levels of, I mean, I think you could even make an argument for levels of consent of like, we have this kind of relationship and I don't think negative criticism is part of that relationship. Like that's not something that I was informed about that was part of this, you know? And I think that people who are especially sensitive can be, you know, vulnerable to that maybe. Right. Okay, so basically I've learned through trial and error with people. And I guess now I'm getting better as I'm, I've gotten older, I've gotten better at kind of like grouping people together in that like if I see someone with the same personality tendencies that my mother has, I know how to deal with my mom. So I kind of apply it to them, right? So I've kind of put that together through like trial and error, but is there a way that you can like learn how to communicate with people with a personalized experience without first fucking up? Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Is there any other way besides fucking it up first? Yeah, well, I think that first it you need to acknowledge like people fuck up and that's okay and right. like somebody who wants to have a relationship with you I think should be okay with that but I think what's like mood can't let it sweat on the table <laughs> it's because of the noise um, it's only because of the noise that with the it, when the can sits down it makes the noise I didn't want to interrupt you but here we are 
here we are. It's fine. Um, but I think that um, checking in is really important. And I think that like, as my counseling career goes on, every couple of sessions, I'd like to check in and say like, how is this working for you? Like, what do you like about my approach? What do you not like about my approach? And I think people are really afraid of negative feedback. And so they just kind of avoid it. And it's like, well, she didn't like what I said to her. So I'm done with her. And it's like, well, maybe you both could just kind of meet in the middle and work a little bit on it. Right. Okay, well, I'm obsessed with you. And if this was a counseling session, I would already be booking with you. Is it you? <laughs> really fucking are. Like, I have an incredible therapist and she, we make a joke, but it's like actually a real thing. She has to track me down, like actually. And she messages me all the time, but she's fucking incredible. I'll, I don't know if I can give her name because she said one time, I don't think that I can. But maybe I can like plug the name of her business. I don't know, but she's fucking incredible. And everyone can find a therapist that fits their needs. But basically when Corona hit, that's when all this shit, I started like trying to fix my mental health because yeah. I was losing it. And then I started with better help, whatever she moved off with better help onto doing, she was going to give me a price, the same price I was getting with better help, which was like a 40% off coupon or something. Like she was already getting rock bottom prices. And then we were supposed to schedule something and she just kept asking me and kept asking me whatever. I was always busy. And then one day I finally told her, I was like, uh, Therapist, I'm going to be real with you. Like, I don't have the money right now yeah. to, to spend on this. And she was like, <laughs> like, don't worry about it. She's like, you know, I have the option to do pro bono work. And I was like, no, like, I, that doesn't feel right. Like, I feel guilty about that. And, you know, I was like, I want you to get paid. Like, I don't want you to do that for free. And she was like, don't worry about me in my pockets. Like, I just want to make sure that you're okay. And you could tell, like, genuinely, she gave a fuck because she, hunts me down and I was like you like it's so weird that you still like keep trying she but like I need it yeah dude but it's every time like something happens she's it's like a sixth sense every time something bad happens and I'm like I was like about to make a bad decision I'm like oh should I get in the car with these guys and go get drunk some random bar like oh, oh god she just texted me look at there like, she's like hey stop avoiding me and yeah she's like, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. like oh silence that phone call like oh my god but also active listening, can I say this? Active listening is something that I have a real problem with and I need to work on it, but I really have been thinking about it and it's because I have these terrible memory problems and if I don't say what I'm thinking right that second, I'm not going to fucking remember. So I think I've gotten to the root of it. I think I just don't remember things and I have to say it because if we don't, if I don't say it, then it's gone. Yeah, you have like a Dory memory. Yeah. It's because of, I have an autoimmune disease which is called Sjogren's. I guess I should bring awareness to that. But Sjogren's <laughs> and fibromyalgia, I'm not doing my part. But um, yeah. anyway, and then the medicine I'm on, which is just the water of things, just the perfect little cocktail that I've got mixed together. But it all affects my memory to the max, so I can't remember anything. So, but I wish I could be, like, you're just so patient and listening, and I just ramble so much. And look at, like, look at is it. Isn't it amazing? I was I really am like, too. He's so cute. Yes. We hung out last night and he was like, "You, why are you so obsessed with me? You've got to stop. Like, it's a problem at this point. And I was like, now look at your face. Like, how do you not just want to squeeze his little cheeks and kiss him on the forehead and just tell him that he's precious <laughs> and worthy of love? I just, ugh. He I just had such a pure love for him. Fuck y'all. I am so grateful he's my best friend because oh, he's also oh. a built-in great, uh, <laughs> you heard that too, Becca. Oh, <laughs> fuck! Come on. Oh shit! I'm forgetting who's uh, who's 
was, yeah, bitch, you're on my turf. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought the name of this podcast was Chrisopedia. This is our <laughs> great guest. Uh, this is Becca, oh, and yeah. she's kind of, she's okay. I mean, we like her, we tolerate her, but like, whatever, <laughs> you know. Okay, to be honest, after this episode, I'm not mad at it. Like, you can be the bitch. You can be the bitch of Bitchopedia. Look up, I'm the bitch who talks bad. talks about mental health. Next level. And he's got his makeup on. He looks all shiny and pretty. Did you guys have a blast for New Year's? It was pretty fun. Yeah, it was it was low key. Uh, some of my other friends are kind of sleepy all the time. So or they just went too hard is the tea. They were just yeah. like drunk, zero to drunk in like no time at all. And Des and I were. I mean, not with me. Yeah. It, yeah. At like 7.30. She's like, I'm going to go home. I'll be back. I'm going to take a nap. But bitch, you were not, you were not getting back out of the house. No. No, you're not coming back. I'm sure she did it. I haven't checked with her. It's Taylor back. Shout out. She got a shout out on the first episode or whatever it was, the fourth episode with Haley. But I thought about it afterwards. It was like, I don't want it to have to, I don't want to have to stop because it's been one of the Sorry. Well, I'm gonna start tanking it now. I'm just gonna start really, really. Thanks for ruining just, I think it's going well, Becca. You're a great host. Good job segueing conversations and stuff. You're doing a really good job. <laughs> okay, so can I be honest with you? Hmm. Yes. Of course. Destin's having a coughing. Oh, fuck off, space <laughs> bitch. Okay, so, um, yeah, I feel like <clears throat> me and Destin were talking about this earlier. <laughs> Shut up. It's good taste. Hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just get it. Let's get this over with. Also, garbage is in my house. <laughs> the neighborhood cat that is now hers. He is my cat. You named it Garbage. His name's Garbage. Like from the office. <laughs> from the office, yes. yeah. That's where his name is Garbage. <laughs> he likes to eat garbage. Yeah. Yes, that's him. Because he likes to eat garbage. His name is Garbage. He's orange. Yeah. He's actually really cute. He's orange and fluffy. Yeah, he looks really fucking I cute. love orange cats. They're my fave. I actually don't. And let me tell you something. This cat came. So when I moved here. We're getting off topic. No, we're not. This oh. was post-divorce. When I moved here, this was post-divorce. And I was like the most depressed. And I right. thought about getting an animal, but I didn't fucking want one. And then this random cat just showed up one day. Because I was like, I just need, like, contact with someone and, like, love. And then it walked up. And I was like, oh, my God. I don't remember what its first name was. Wonky, I think. Yeah. Wonky. was its first And one. then uh, Maddox renamed Yeah, I was about to say, Maddox gave him some weird-ass name. Didn't he give him some really long name, too? That was, like, ridiculous. Yes, but I, I can't remember. remember what it was. It was something like law. It was not English. It, it was, was something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maddie gave me some ridiculous name, and then yeah. So then I settled on garbage. But now, because I just kept like pushing garbage away, and I was like, that's not my cat. But everyone moved away except me. So now he is my cat. I say he. It's a she. I know that now, but I refer to it really for so long. Yeah. It's Where was she. I for this? I don't know. I it's, it's, a, it's a she. No, it's. It's, a heat. it's definitely a heat. Like no, it gives heat. like dude energy. Like you say what you want. It, that's what I'm saying. Garbage identifies as a man. Yes, for sure. Garbage identifies yeah. as a man, and good for him. Garbage's pronoun is heat. Yeah, that's it. I, I'm imagining when you were talking about the cat showing up. Imagining your stalker therapist like dropping it off to like outside your house and being like, "Okay, she needs a support animal if she won't see me." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you're so bad that you're like. 
love now. <laughs> exactly. It's like she won't see me, but she can get support from this cat. <laughs> like, Perfect. She's probably, I'm a, I'm serving. I'm back to waitressing right now. So she's probably like recruited people and be like, this girl says she needs some money. Come on. And everyone just going up with her. I'm obsessed with her. She's so fucking nice. And she really does care so much about me. And she's the cutest thing awesome. I've ever met in my entire fucking life. And every time I, every time we like catch back up with each other, we, you know, address how I ignore her or whatever. And then, and then I say, I'm going to do it, you know, and then I don't, but she always checks back up. That's good. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. What a great support system. It is. Therapist and garbage. Yeah. Therapist and garbage. That's all you need. Therapy and some garbage. I, asked, I mean, I was a being girl's selfish. dream. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so is there one piece of general advice that you would give to anyone? Or is there a common problem that people have that you feel like you have a good solution? Um, well, I haven't, I don't start seeing clients. I haven't seen any clients yet. So I'm just talking on my ass. No, you're not. Everything podcast. Is correct. Um, I start seeing people in like, <laughs> I read, so I start seeing people in two weeks. So I don't super know like what I'd say like is a really common issue, but I do think that something that they've talked a lot about in the counseling program that I think is pertinent to a lot of people is imposter syndrome. Um, which for those of us who don't know what imposter syndrome is, is basically not thinking that your achievements are valid or warranted and you thinking you're undeserving of what you've earned or achieved um, and that you're an imposter. So a lot of people in the counseling program will be like, I, I don't know how I'm in this program or like, I don't like, how did I even get to my master's, blah, 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 and discredit their achievements. And I think that what I think is the biggest solution to that is to challenge your black or white thinking. Because it's not that, oh, I totally deserve it or I totally don't. It's like, well, you know, like for me, for example, I scathed through my undergrad, like my GPA was bad, but also like that doesn't mean I'm not deserving of this program because I worked hard at the end to build my GPA up and I've been learning a lot in this program and that kind of stuff. So I think it's really easy for people people to overgeneralize their experiences. Yeah, and to like undermine their achievements. Yeah, you know, and I, I think it's super easy to do that and to have that kind of negative self-talk <clears throat> because I think that, you know, words and thoughts are really important and they kind of shape your reality and shape what's around you and the people you surround yourself with. Yeah, they are powerful, you know, and I think that just by being more aware of what you're thinking, what you're saying and being more critical in a better way, not negatively critical, but thinking critically. Right. Is, is a great start for a lot of people. I, I think that would be right. my thesis. Okay, so, and I've definitely been working on like positive self-talk affirmations. And it's funny because you were talking about the control thing, but that was one of my affirmations that mm -hmm. my therapist like drilled into me was like, you can't control what other people do ever. So mm -hmm. stop creating all these fake scenarios or whatever based on something that they may do and how you're going to react. Like, no, you can control what you do. So until something happens, like until there's one reaction, you can't have a reaction. Or until there's an action, you can't have a reaction, you know? So it's like, yeah. stop worrying yourself with all this stuff and just focus on everything that you've got because that's what it was. Everything that I can control is going to be okay is my affirmation. Yeah. yeah. And that's true. Like, every, you're going to handle it. Just relax. But, like, stop freaking out about something about, you know, I gave myself some fucking panic attack yesterday. 
because I worked up some fake scenario in my head and then got sad when it didn't happen. Like right. there was, it was never going to happen. I did, you know, I built this whole thing in my head, this whole like storyline in my head that I thought was going to happen, which then set myself up for disappointment. And now I'm depressed over a fake situation that never even occurred. You know, like what? Yeah. Something that I, I got in from a past counselor um, that I used to use a lot um, is, is it rational and is it factual? Before you think too much in a thought, evaluate, is it factual? Like, is this a real fact? Is what you're thinking true? And okay, if it is, then is it rational too? You know, because I think that if you can kind of stop yourself before you get to that panic state, then I think that you can kind of just mitigate some of that, you know, a little bit more preventative versus treating the problem after it. Yes. And honestly, that's kind of how, that's a really good way to put it. That's kind of how I felt like since I started doing therapy, because I was on fucking overdrive all the time, having panic attacks all the time, nightmares all the time, which I'm still having, but you know, more or less often, I guess, but good. I was at my like absolute worst. And then she told me, you know, you're, if you're always in overdrive, like you're basically what you're saying, you're treating it afterwards. Like, let's get to the beginning. So I finally, I finally was able to like dial it back. And now that's what I was trying to tell Destin earlier when my child spilt his red drink all over my white carpet. After I told him it was going to be an issue, like I knew it was going to happen. And then I heard it spill. And I was like, but like I didn't, my immediate reaction was not because I wasn't already like at a level 10. That didn't make me flip my shit. You know, it's like I was already kind of calm and whatever. So it's like, this, I'm not going to let this put me over the top. And you like yeah. kind of prioritize like, it's going to have to be really big for me to get worked up over it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think another thing um, that I find is really helpful to be a little bit more preventative is to like these kind of self-talk things that we're learning is to say them out loud. Like if I'm actually going to be questioning, like, is this rational or factual? Say it literally, I'll like be driving and I'm like, okay, is this a rational thing? No, it's not rational because blah, blah, blah. And then hearing it is different than just thinking it. And it gives more weight to it, I think, you know. I feel like it's, I feel like it's a different process. Like you're processing it differently yeah. if you're saying it. Yeah, that's like learning, you know, is that auditory learning, mm-hmm. visual learning, whatever. So you're basically doing audio and visual or whatever mm-hmm. audio and whatever the speaking where you repeat it back in. You know, like you're hearing it twice. You're hearing it and speaking. yeah. It's kind of reinforcing it a little bit yeah, more. Right. I'd say. Exactly. Like when then, you say something, you remember it better. Mm-hmm. So it's almost kind of like reaffirming it to yourself. Like you're saying it, you're hearing it. Yeah. You're like it's like a thing, you know, it yeah. creates like a whole, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. one thing that is kind of on the same topic, which is just general, while we're talking about general advice, I, people are going to make fun of me when I say, like, I feel like it loses some of its value when I say where I got it from. But it's good advice, okay? It's Lala. From Vanderpump Rules. Oh, I love her. Dude, I'm fucking obsessed with that. I still think she's amazing. Don't roll. Just roll your eyes. She's such a fucking... Vanderpump Rules sucks. Lisa is low-key fake as fuck. Like, the only person on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills who I ever cared about was Kyle. She was the only real one. Like, don't care about Lisa. Don't care about Camille. Don't care about any of them. Kyle's the only one. And Mauricio, her husband, is the hottest of all of them. Mauricio's so, yeah. a cheater. Kyle is the fakest bitch I've ever seen in my entire fucking no. life. 
Alicia Vanderbilt, I hated until she fucking interacted with me on Twitter, and now that bitch has my loyalty. Let me just tell you, that's all it takes, bitch. She commented back to me. I was like, it's done. You're my new favorite housewife. Like, I'm Team Lisa no. Vanderbilt. Oh, got fucking wrecked. Okay, like, I've no. been Team Lisa, oh. and I know I'm wrong, and I don't care. Chris, you're gonna be on my. I was looking. I've been looking for someone to talk about Bravo. I want to have a special episode called Bravo Bitch Fest. Now I'm speaking. Oh, can we please talk about Millionaire Matchmaker? Because I want to talk about Patty Sanger and the Millionaire Matchmaker. That show was my shit. That show, Tabitha Salon Takeover, all these old ass early 2015 early style Bravo shows. Oh, they were so good. Tabitha Salon Takeover was so good. Her coming in and be like, I'm Tabitha and I'm taking over. It's like, ah, get her, yes. Honestly, yes. And it's weird that you say Millionaire Matchmaker because Hannah Burner, my idol, just tweeted about what she wanted on, um, was it her or was it Courtney? I think it was her, but said- There's just so many to choose from. Yeah, sorry, I'm so sad. Actually, Hannah Burner doesn't follow me, but I need her to. Okay, so this is me sticking that And also we'll do an episode of Bravo Bitch Fest any fucking day of the week. Um, Below Deck is my shit right now. No? I haven't seen it. I don't watch Bravo anymore because, I'm cool, and unlike you, uh, oh. I do fun stuff. This podcast is over. This podcast is over. I'm walking out. I'm walking out, Andy. This is a classic housewife trope to walk out of a reunion. at least one table on your way out. <laughs> Literally. Egg. Where's the fake oh, leg? Come on, Becca. 19 times. <laughs> if you don't watch Housewives, you'll fucking get that reference. Anyway, I feel, like I'm losing half, I, know, I feel like I'm losing half my crowd. I'm going to do a Bravo episode. It's a thing. You're going to be on there with me. Good. Um, Can we talk about how I don't like uh, Andy Cohen? I'm over him. I don't like Andy Cohen either. Okay, good. I, I want to cancel him. I would like, I, Chris, uh, would like to start the cancel Andy Cohen movement. Uh, my reasons are he's smug and I hate his fucking face. I hate his smugness too. But I want him to be my future employer, so I can't talk too much shit. That's unfortunate. He's going to pull it up, and he's going to be like, okay, Becca, so I, we'd really like to hire you, but you remember that fucking bitch, Chris, who was talking shit about me? You have to go kill him, and then you can be hired. And show up with his severed head, and we'll feature it in this week's episode. Do you not think that every housewife has already gone through this, okay? How do you think they are? <laughs> it sounds like an indie horror movie. <laughs> yeah. And then as he says it, like, what do you think every housewife before you did? And then I look behind him and just see, like, I realize all these things are actually severed heads. Like, <gasps> oh, it's like I'm in the ceiling. Acting right now. And like, shitty budget. The housewives are definitely going to act. Oh, my God. Kyle Richards could be in that movie. She's in Halloween. She's awesome. And we stand Kyle. Also, she's like, I think she's like Paris's godmother or something so and like, Kathy Hilton is about to come on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills next season and wreck her shit Kathy is the head bitch in charge okay Kyle is a pathetic little side piece to the master who is Kathy Hilton Kim's fucking crazy and then there's Kyle who has Kim's weird fucking crazy. money issues that's the whole thing you need to psychoanalyze her what with your counseling eyes oh my god chris okay look at this this has gone too far how are you being fooled no 
No, I, I'm not being fooled. I just know that Kyle ever, you know what? The minute they went on that New York trip in season one and Kyle and Camille got into it at the fucking table, I was done with everyone else on the show except for Kyle. It was so good. Her just being like, whatever she said to her was so funny and so and good. And you're Cam a fucking liar, Camille. You're such a fucking liar, Camille. Yes, she did. And the minute she said that, I was like, you know what? Camille is a fucking liar, Kyle. You're right. And I hate her. Because Camille was always just like flitting around, just like, oh, she is oh, oh, I don't know. That has nothing to do with it. Both can be true. They're both trash. Okay. No, I'm going to overgeneralize right here because it suits me, even though okay. it's going against everything I've said in this podcast. <laughs> it's fair. I think that um, ends us on the note that even counselors are flop. Uh, hello. Yeah. I feel like also reality TV is like sports. It's just like, I just have this opinion because I just like it. You know, yeah. it's like, why do you like a sports team? It's like, because I like them. It's like, yeah, it's like, I can fucking justify to you. Right, right. It's like, whatever. It's like, you know what, Kyle, Kyle, low key fake bitch. Love her for that. Good. Cause some drama. That's the whole point of the show. What do you want them to all act rationally and normally? Boring. No, the Kardashians all started going downhill once they became politically correct. I stay behind that. I want my reality television stars so politically incorrect. I want them to just say the most atrocious things because that's why we watch them, and then we get get to hate them. Like your your lives are ruined, but like you're not fake. Your ideal your ideal reality show is just a bunch of women getting trashed and saying slurs on camera. Like that's it, and they're just outing okay. them. Oh. So Bravo, yeah, literally Bravo. <laughs> That's, That's exactly what it is. I need you to get on with Below Deck because, like I said, everyone who follows me on Twitter has my loyalty, and now everyone from Below Deck is following me. So that's where my hate Chastain from Below Deck. That's your favorite. She's my fucking idol. What's it even about? The service industry, and they're all on fucking media yachts. So they're trapped with each other in these like little yeah rooms. they all have these shitty little rooms and they have to wait hand and foot and in the beginning it was normal but then the producers were like yo we could just start saying because they have preference sheets and they're like we can just start saying they fucking want like this week the they posted all this shit it was like a 10 course meal and all this ridiculous shit and it's because the producers go in there and they're like let's just turn it up a notch because they realize that all these fucking people in the service industry and in yachting are all fucking one domino tip from you know going fucking bananas like all these people are all on edge all we have to do is go in there and give them a little push and they all go fucking nuts and it's Wait, great so antagonize them. And <laughs> i bet it like, is wear certain outfits yeah and like do like performances and like crazy shit and they're like, like degrading, oh, yeah degrading shit like make the guys wear like speedos and just like serve them and stupid yeah, shit let them like eat that. sushi off their body yeah which obviously oh, they are all are the guys hot but it's still degrading at the end of the day and that's a whole nother thing in the service industry and the links that we feel like we have to go to because yes we're put in this position of like if we don't do it then we're you know right rude and whatever that's a whole also nother. they're making thousands of dollars to be just to be on that boat for that trip yeah they make a or free, or whatever. Yeah. Also, they're getting a free vacation out of it. Half the time, they're getting free other. No, shit they paid it. 
not know that. Yeah. The servers pay to go into the movie. No, no, no. But but Courtney said that Courtney, I don't know how her last is Skipon, I think. I, girl, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, she I'm obsessed with her too, but she was on um, but she follows me on Twitter and I'm obsessed with her. Love her. I want her on the podcast speaking that into his existence. This is right now. Um, <laughs> but she said that you don't make any money. Just like the little check they gave us, like whatever you go in there for basically the exposure and then hope that you get stuff after that. Oh, okay. So it's for like connections and networks. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, and they also make tip money. But the tip money, oh, the tip money's insane. That's what I was referring to. I was referring to the tip money plus the shit from being on the foot all together. They end up getting, I mean, they're making a fucking living. Right. And they're like, okay, if I got to put on a fucking tutu and a tiara and nothing else and serve some sushi off my belly, right? Fuck it. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm probably going to make a grand off of this trip. Yeah, for three days. For three days. And I get to go hang out in fucking Venice for the weekend. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? Like, they're in all these crazy places. And they're all fraternizing and banging and yeah, fighting. And I mean, it's but just that's the best part. It's all just a bunch of hot people who are like emotionally traumatized, getting on a boat and just like love bombing each other and just, oh. It's fantastic television. Yeah. But anyway, that's for a Sounds Bravo like a pass. And now I know that's that for Bravo Bitch Fest. You what? That's for Bravo Bitch Fest, yes. And you can have your second no. celebrity guest appearance by me again, I suppose. You, you oh. can have some of my time, but you'll have to speak to my agent. Yeah, if you can pencil us in, that would be great. Plot twist. I don't know, sweetie. I'm already pretty booked up. You know, it's funny, we were talking earlier about, so we made this happen, we threw this together last minute, and I'm so glad that you were able to, but I told Destin, because I kept talking earlier about how hard it was to get people, A, to agree to be on here, because a lot of people get nervous, mm-hmm. just mainly that they're going to like unleash a secret or something, which is not live, so I don't know why everyone gets so nervous. But, right, you can just edit it out. Yeah, exactly. You can edit it. So, um, but yeah, but then we, I was like, you know, realistically speaking, it's kind of hard because whenever I have the thought of having people on, I'm like, call them. And if they don't do it that second, I'm like, oh, we're, ne- this is never going to work. But like the second that I have the thought, I call them or text them immediately. I'm like, hey, let's record. I do it to my friends all the time. Like, give me 30 minutes. Let's just record. Cause it's just a, like, it's conversation. Yeah. We would be doing it anyway, but it's like, hey, let's fucking record it and put it out there because mm-hmm. it's shit that I feel like everyone can relate to, you know? Yeah. I'm so honored to have been an honorary guest on Bitchipedia. Um, I will say that the working environment here is terrible, everyone. Please don't support this business. <laughs> Becca, we're doxing her. She's canceled, everyone. <laughs> yeah don't go rate me okay well shut up about the hostile work environment we will fucking be back oh i'm so sorry sorry ma'am please may i have my two dollars an hour yeah (laughs) we just beat him back into his cage no you were incredible and i know 100 if you want to be back you can be back because i'm obsessed with you and want your opinion about everything Ooh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna start my own Bravo, style column. Oh my gosh, it takes trash to no trash. Thank you so <laughs> much, Becca. It's been, it's been a great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for making time for us. I love you so much, and you will be back. I'm saying it right now. 
thank you listeners for having me and putting me in your ear holes. It's been a lovely experience being inside of your brain. Yes. <laughs> okay. I love you. Say bye. Love you. Goodbye, everyone. I bid you love adieu. You. Goodbye. Goodbye.